This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, uh, I appreciate everybody standing for me. Um, okay, very quickly, because I don't want to take up any time. The Pulsuk says in this week's parsha, Vaidaber Moshe Moshe Kane El Bene Israel, the Lo Shamuel Moshe Mikotza Ruachome Abodakasha. The Ramban is bothered. What do you mean Veloshamul Moshe Mikotza Ruachme Abodakasha? Didn't the Pulsuk say in last week's parsha by Yamain Haam by Yishmuki Pakara Shemis Bene Israel? They believed Moshe. So the Ramban gives an answer that it's not text based at all, it's just psychological. The Ramban has incredible insight. He says, No, 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 they believed. It's true they believed. But sometimes when you're so crushed over the pressure of life, the fact that you recognize something rationally doesn't mean that you're going to act on it. Okay, why do I mention this Ramban? First, because I love this Ramban. But second, because in a way, when I think of Rav Lopiansky, the Rosh Hashiva, I think, you know, there are many people, and we're often honored by people who are huge Talmudian Chacham to come speak to us. And Rav Lopiansky doesn't mean my Haskama for his being a huge Talmud Chacham. But what speaks to me more, and every time I hear him speak, is his psychological insight, his sensitivity, the way he understands people. I think it gives the Rosh Hashiva an insight into Torah and into people that others don't have. And every time he comes, I learn something significant, and every minute I can spend with him, I feel like I'm in the presence of somebody who genuinely understands B'nai Torah and what they want. It's a schus for me, it's a schus for all of us to be able to listen to Rabbi Lopiansky. we have an introduction to one of the most um, deep, difficult concepts that because we're so used to it, we don't even appreciate it. It's the issues with it and the depth of it and so on. And that is the parish of Nevoah. Nevoah, we take for granted. We grow up, you know, Maminim, we grow up with Nevi'im, we grow up with, with the Torah, which is all Nevoah and so on. And therefore, it's very, very simple for us the concept of Nevoah. Um, the Rambam Memorial Nevuchim talks a lot about it. And, and all Rishon, Joshavan has places um, and so on, where they struggle with the concept of Akarish Baruch Hu communicating with a person. I mean, it's easy for us to imagine a voice coming out and saying, do this, do this, do, don't do that, don't do the other thing. And we don't have a problem with that. Um, but communication is a lot more than a voice. It's it's something coming from a language beyond. Even words are already a concretization. Um, th- th- it's it's taking something beyond and bringing it down here. And it's not something simple at all. Uh, the Rambam, when he describes in in Mishnah, when he describes Nevoah. And the was a transcendent experience. It was something that people had to 
stop being people to some degree. They, they, they sort of, they, they, they lost connection with their body and they communicated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because you couldn't be in your body and the body understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If, if I can give, I w- I'll give an example just to make, to understand what that's like. Baruch Hashem, computers can do a lot, a lot of things. And we can program computers with the issue of how to get from here to your shalayim in the quickest way when, when you have all these people coming and a good algorithm will solve it for you. Um, we did not have a good algorithm, but if there was a good algorithm, it would solve it. It's not a problem. But if you were to ask a computer, what does it mean to love somebody? What is the just and right thing to do in this situation? <laughs> the problem is not that the computer is not programmed for it. The problem is that a piece of metal has nothing in it that corresponds to just, kind, love, beauty. It, it, it's two different worlds. It corresponds to roads. It can tell me how many cars and how long the road and all these things. It's material to material. Concepts that transcend material essence, um, you know, such as justice, beauty, etc., cannot be translated. So what does it mean, Advar Hashem is translated to us? It's an issue that it's far wrestled with, each one in its own different way. <coughs> this week, this last week, we had the first time where Akadosh Baruch Hu spoke to man in a way that becomes part of our knowledge and our Torah. Um, the uh, the nevuas the, the to the others were their private affair. They did not become our Torah. We don't know anything about it. It wasn't given to us to learn. What we learned is from the Maisa of us. Maisha Rabbeinu is the Navi. Maisha Rabbeinu's Nevoah is the root of all Nevoah. And therefore, that's the Nevoah we learn from. So it comes, so therefore this first time that has Nevoah comes with tremendous significance in understanding what Nevoah is. It says, he saw um, it says So explains that there were three steps in the process. He saw a fire with his eyes of flesh and blood. The fire that was in the snare was a real fire, and that fire itself was a physical being, a physical entity. He saw it, and he um, and, and responded to it. So the first step of his vision was a physical vision. The second step was a malach. And that, Rabbi Rechaya says, he saw with his ein hasechel. In other words, there are concepts. When I tell somebody, I see what you mean, that metaphor is, is an expression of I understand what you're saying, 
to be as real as something that I would see with my own eyes. So I see a tree. When someone tells me an idea that I buy into, I'd say, I see what you mean. And that's called Ein Haseichel. It's a term that's, that's used. It's used by Adrian also in different cases. It means the eye of the mind and its conceptual understanding. And finally, the third step was Akadosh Baruch who spoke to him, and that he says is Bemara Hanavua. That's already beyond Seichel, and that's something that is Mara Hanavua. So Rebbe Chaya says a marshal when you walk out of a dark room and you were to see a bright light, that <coughs> light would blind you and would not enlighten you. It's, it's, it, you can't handle that amount of light. There's no way in which a person can go from being flesh and blood to understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it goes with Madragas. First, there is a physical, visual object. Then there is an understanding, which is not physical, but it's, it's humanly cognitive. And then you come to something which is transcends human understanding, but a person has a chilek alokai. A Jew has himself an akuda that transcends understanding, and with that, he connects to nevuah. That's what Rebbe Chaya says. It's remarkable that um, there are other Rishonim that speak about it, and, and, and in many ways, it seems as if they all <coughs> are part of the same picture. There's a, there's a safe from the Rajva, and uh, Rajva is a Talmud, sorry. It's called Taurus Amincha. Um, Rabbi Yaakov Sekili, um, the, the, he, uh, it's, a, it's a safer on Chumish, it's Drushes, it's, it's Kabbalistic ideas, but, most, but it's explained. In other words, it's not a Kabbalah safer, but he uses those ideas more frequently and, and very enlightening safer on many points. And he says, means that he um, he told him at this point remove your physical approach and focus on the pneumistic approach. In other words, um, and so he doesn't say the rest of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of understanding it with Rebbe The first step was a necessary first step of seeing something physical. The second step was necessary to use human seichel and hakira. And finally, he said, from this point onwards, hakira is too coarse of a tool to use for this. It's, it's a, a, just like a shoe. It's a very rough um, garment, so to speak. It's it's core. It, 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 it treads on the on the mud. It's coarse. It's not refined enough. Shal nalechem means get rid. He says of your gashmistic understanding and so on and so forth. That's what he adds over here. The the um, the ikrim. There was an album lived at the end of the Spanish kufa, the very famous sefer, Chasher sefer. Reads it into the pasuk. Of um, it, it says that Moshe Abeno it says Vayasta Moshe Pana ki yore me habita lukim 
that Moshe Rabbeinu hid his face. He didn't want to, so to speak, look at at Akadish Baruchu Kaviyachu. What does it mean? So he says he was scared that if his eyes would be working, then he then his thinking would be too magushim, and therefore closing his eyes and hiding his face allowed him to see it just through a very ruchnistic experience. His words, but I think it's the same. In, in other words, what I what I understand from all these Rishon together is as follows. There is there are gradations that start with purely physical, work their way up to <coughs> something that is beyond anything human, even in seichel. Um, and the and and at the final step, any vestiges of that first approach takes away, and it's something that obstructs. I think this is also true, the Rambam says, that every time a Navi um, had the Vua, two things would come together. There would be a Navua, a, a Mara, there would be a vision, and then there would be a Pisran, there would be a, a caption explaining what that vision is about. So it's really something puzzling because, um, it, it, you know, if you're telling the Navi bottom line what you got to do, what's the picture for? When you speak to Borodians, you need entertainment. So you have pictures, you have stories, you have shalom. I mean, a Navi sees a Navur. He gets a Navur from Rosh Baruch Hu. tells him, tell the Jews, you're doing Averis, you ought to do tshuva, or else this is going to happen. That's, that's a message. Why does he need to have a makhl shkedim? Why does he need to have all the, all the visions that we know? Why does everybody need to have a ladder? Tell him, bottom line, what it is, and that's that. Ram doesn't say, Ram just says that that's every, every Navi, does, a Navi does not make a mistake as to what the Nebuah was, because he gets the Mara and he gets the Pisri. I would think, Ram doesn't explain it, but I would think it's the same idea. Every Nebuah goes from a certain physical reality, and a picture is much more physical than information. You see something, and the caption is, 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 is a step above it. It's, it's the information put into words. Every Nebuah in itself also is a mini progression <coughs> from the more physical to an understanding. I think that would be a, a, a way to understand that phenomenon. That's true about Nebuah. And if anybody's holding by being a Nebuah, you don't need me. And, that, and, and that's not why I'd like to talk about it. I'd like to understand this in light of, I, I guess, an issue that sort of has come to fore in recent years. We have different ways of understanding Torah, or better said, the context within which to understand Torah. One is um, a, a down-to-earth, maybe rational context. The Torah is all about being a good person, a mensch, a, 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 a just person, and so on. And Torah can be explained in ways in which it makes a person better, in, in which makes society much more viable society, as Shashmal Hirsch 
does that. He's very focused on a society and talks about that a lot. And Torah has a lot of that hezgah. We also have a very mystical type of approach, which is all about tikkunim and spheros and different things going on beyond, with almost a belittlement of, of, of the other type. You know, yeah, you think the Torah really cares, Isaiah says that, but there are very big tikkunim going on with spheros and all sorts of things going on. So, are they, what's the role of each one of these? The Gdoli Yisrael over the generations had different approaches. Um, the Rambam in Mordechai when he explains time and mitzvahs, very down to earth physical approaches. The Arizal and the, the Goyen and they all talk about other things. How do we understand it? I'd like to add another point to that mix. They ask, there's a story recorded of Salanta, one of the reliable sources. Someone asked him about learning Kabbalah, and he said, what do I care where Malach Michoel is standing, and Malach Gabriel, I need to know that if I do good, Kashbrav was happy, and if I do bad, there's going to be consequences. So did the resource wipe off the map, Darizal, and the Goyen, and, and everything else with it? I, I mean, you, you, the, 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 the type of people that were involved in Yanim were you know, the giants. How do you understand the two the two different approaches? So I want to talk from a from a person, a personal meaning, not the grand scheme. Talk about a person. A person always starts with himself, and understanding starts. A child understands in stages. A child starts seeing the world around him. He touches things, he moves things, he licks things, he, 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 he does things with things. And our first approach to understanding things is physical. I cannot skip that step because when I start talking about ideas, when I don't know what those things are, then I really don't know what I'm talking about. People who've never worked out physical things in a lab or with a telescope and they talk about grand ideas, uh, grand schemes of, of all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, warping of time, space, and that, it, it's good for, for a science fiction movie. It's got nothing to do with understanding. There's no understanding there because they never felt it. They never saw it. They, they never, they, they don't know what they're talking about. Literally the word what. The world of Torah and mitzvahs is a very physical world. <laughs> and a person who hasn't tasted matzah or mara doesn't, he can, he can be the, you know, the fanciest ideas, he's not there. Akadosh Baruch will put us understanding starts with the tangible, the palpable. When a person grows up, he begins to be able to understand um, ideas, things that are not tangible as such but they are a concept that deal with it. We believe that when a person goes a step further than that, he can understand beyond the concepts that human cognition can, can, can get to. So the skipping the first step of understanding mitzvahs 
in terms of making a person a good person, whether it's good in terms of kindness, whether it's good in terms of personal kedusha, whether it's good in, in terms of yasher, that is the outwards. The sulo mutzav arza is where it starts for us. A person who traps Akadosh Baruch in our world is cutting off the second part of the ladder because it means all Torah is, is a guidebook for living a, a nice civil life, and that's it. Where's Hashem in the picture? So to cut it at that point means a person is shrinking Torah, and much more than shrinking Torah, he's cutting it off from a certain root. Then it's just a question of my ideas for good society versus your ideas for good society. So we'll assume Hashem maybe is smarter than me and has better ideas. But, but down at the bottom line, we, 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 we made it something very small and very enclosed. <coughs> Within the context of this world lies a gateway to another world. And inside that world lies a gateway to another world. So the progression is correct, but you cannot skip a step because there's no way to get to the second step before the first step and no way to get to the third step before the second step. <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu. Fayaki Tov, everything, he was born and, 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 and he was already a shining star. But in his progression to <coughs> understanding Alekus, it had to start with a little fire. A fire makes a certain impression on a person. It morphed into a malach, which is still, it's within the realm of, of human uh, reachability with, in terms of seichel, in a seichel, and it ended up with beyond, and with nevuah. So, so the progression for a person, understanding the role of both worlds, and now I think was Rabbi Salanta's point. He said, if you're going to start playing, if the reason why I'm giving stalker is because certain tikkunim are being made in certain worlds in a certain way, what about the poor guy who's hungry over here? I'm, if the mitzvah skips that step, then, 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 then I'm starting in Shemayim. It's like it's building the floor starting from the 10th floor up. What's it standing on? It's not standing on anything good. But limiting it and understanding the Rebbeinu Shalom's Torah as just being the bubble that we live in, not more, not less, then we're in a certain sense campaigning. We're, we're, we're decapitating. We're, we're, we're sort of cutting off the head of it. As a person progresses in understanding, he starts with the bottom and moves up higher and higher. So it's true about Nebuah, but more so it's true about Torah. It's true for every person. Whenever we look at the world of Ruchnius, to to, to have a ladder that is on the ground, we need to be grounded, and we need to have a step. Why is it necessary for me to do X, Y, and Z? How is this misfit change me and make me a better person, a different person, and so on? And then I move a next step, and a next step, and a next step. The progression is infinite because the road of the is infinite. <coughs> but understanding the correct connection between the two, Understanding why it is that you can't skip the step of the reality we start with, 
and we can't <laughs> cut the ladder at, at where we're holding. Somebody told me he had a yeshiva, um, his father had a yeshiva in England during the war years. And, you know, students were flew by, and he had a German boy. They had the Kindertransport, so it was a German young boy day. I don't know how old he was, he wasn't very old. And the boy was there, and one day he just disappeared. Disappeared. Didn't know what happened to him. Um, and no. A few weeks later, he comes to be back in Yeshiva. So Rabbi Cohen, the, 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 the first name was Rabbi Cohen, not, not the one from Gates, this is someone else, a small Yeshiva, asked him what happened, like, where were you? What, like, my night, what happened? He told him, I heard something from the Rav that got me very upset, and I decided Torah can be true. And after thinking about a few weeks, I came to the realization that Torah is smart, and I came back. So I said, what was it? So we learned the halacha that if you have one pillow, then you have to give it to the Evid. To you and the Evid, you have one pillow? It has to be, you know, like, like uh, you, you can't be better than him. So I said, that's absolute nonsense, and I left. So I said, okay, and how did you, you know, what was your hakar? I thought about it. And, I, and, and he said, the Torah is telling you, you spend three. You have money for only one pillow, and you waste money on the Evid, you deserve to lose the pillow. <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he took Akash Baruch and put him in a little Yakisha cup, and, 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 and Akash Baruch was boxed into that little box. We do it also. We, we tend to take it down to us. The, 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 the Torah and understanding Das Elohim is a lifetime growth, and it's besides the volume of knowledge and the hekif, it also is the the how far up the ladder in understanding the Ruchnistika world and the Gashmistika world. If if a person starts with himself and understands Torah first and foremost, takes a person and and cuts out of him Salamalakim on on the most basic level. And then as we grow we understand the depth of it. Both both of these understandings, both of these types of understandings are a must. To ask what's more important the latter, the top part or the bottom part, it, one way after the other is useless no matter what. If you have a ladder that doesn't reach where you want to get to, or a ladder that it's, it reaches where you want to get to, but you can't get to it, it basically means nothing. An understanding of Elikus that skips the most important beginning, which is you and your immediate spiritual needs, means you'll never get. You'll talk about the Kulim and spheres all day long, and it's meaningless. On the other hand, if you box it in, and it's your little world, that's all. You basically have cut yourself off from from going past the, the Aleph base, past where you are. Together, it's a sulam that leads to the answer that you get